0: you all pray with me god we thank you for who you are holy spirit would you make your presence known here to each and every one of us here today god would these be your words would you prepare our hearts to hear whatever it is you want to speak to us today god humble us make your will your desires known May the meditation of our hearts and may these words be pleasing to you, oh God. Amen. If only the people would listen. Wake up! You need to wake up now! This is the cry of Amos. But why would they listen? I mean, this man isn't even a professional prophet. He's a shepherd in charge of other shepherds, a dresser of sycamore trees, who comes from near the wilderness of Judah. This is a successful man of agriculture, not a prophet. And what's more, he's coming from Judah, the southern kingdom, to prophesy to the northern kingdom of Israel at a time when Israel is at the height of her success. Israel's enemies, the very powerhouses of the day, Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, they are all now weakened. And King Jeroboam of Israel had just successfully subdued the Aramaeans, their most powerful nearby enemies. So Israel seizes its moment and gains international prestige. Their agriculture flourished. They accumulated vast amounts of wealth through the international trade route that they now had control over. And their military prowess, it was incontestable. Israel? Israel had it made. The rich and the powerful continue to grow in their wealth, in their success, living self-indulgent lifestyles, seeking after their own comfortability and their own gain, no matter the cost. The cost. What was the cost? As the wealth and the success of Israel's upper class increased, so the misery and the torment of the lower class increased. The disparity, the very gap between these two classes, grew larger and larger and larger and larger. Before King Jeroboam's time, the houses in Israel were roughly the same size. But now, in the height of her success, there is a stark contrast between the large, expensive, luxurious homes of the rich and the small, crowded, huddled, constricted houses of the poor. The rich, they grew comfortable and indifferent towards the suffering of the poor and the hungry. Justice in the courts was no longer a means for right order among social relationships in which the poor and the oppressed were protected and cared for in the court system. No, now justice was determined by the person who could pay out the most, meaning the poor did not stand a chance in the courts. And in times of drought, the only help the poor could find was at the hands of the money lenders who often required the very land and the very person Of the poor to be sold in exchange for any help they might offer. Oh, and these fancy houses of ivory that the rich could not get enough of, they were financed through the exploitation of the poor. So, what was the cost? The cost was Israel's own people, the cost was the poor, the cost. Was the indebted. The cost was those sold into slavery in exchange for material goods. The cost was the women who were taken advantage of. The cost was all of those who were suffering due to the elaborate and luxurious pursuit of the rich. And the rich did not even bat an eye if only the people would listen. Oh, but religion flourished at this time. I mean, people were rushing to the shrines at festival time by the masses. They were engaging in all the right sacrificial rituals, and they were worshiping Yahweh with their harps and their songs in all the right ways, for they were the children of Yahweh. And surely, Yahweh was on their side. And surely, he would bring about the day of the Lord, in which he would eliminate all of Israel's enemies and make things right for who? That's right, for the Israelites. Never mind the fact that the rich ceremonial elements and the expensive sacrifices were being obtained and offered at the expense of the poor. No, this is Israel, God's chosen people. Surely, God was on their side. This. This is the climate in which Yahweh calls Amos to this prophetic role. He had seen his people, who had once been the oppressed at the hands of the Egyptians, now become the oppressor over his own children. He had seen his people break the covenant that he had made with them. And he had seen his people worshipping him with great zeal, all the while neglecting the weightier matters of the law. And he had had enough. If they did not wake up and change their ways, the very people that Yahweh had once passed over during the Exodus, he would now be forced to pass through for the justice and the salvation of the poor and the oppressed. Israel, Israel had become the Egyptians. If only the people would listen. But no matter how much God pursued and pursued and pursued and called his people to repentance. They weren't wavering. The people were not listening. Amos cries out the words of Yahweh. I withheld bread and rainfall from you, leaving your thirst and your hunger yet to be quenched, yet you did not return to me. I destroyed your gardens and vineyards with mildew and locusts, yet You did not return to me. I sent about an epidemic similar to the plagues of Egypt. I killed your young men. I carried away your horses. Yet, yet, you did not return to me. I even had to overthrow some of you. Leaving you just like a brand snatched from the fire. Yet, you did not return to me. The signs were there. How were they not seeing this? If only the people would listen. God even sent his prophets, his very own messengers. And they they silenced the lips of the prophets. They cut off the tongues of God's messengers. They, They suppressed the voices of the prophets in the same way that they suppressed the voices of the poor and the hungry and the vulnerable. If only the people would listen. Wake up! shouts as tears of sorrow, anger, and pain burn his eyes. You who turn justice into a bitter-tasting herb, wake up. You who take righteousness, which comes from above, and you hurl it down to the ground and you smother it, wake up. Seek the Lord and live before it is too late and he breaks out like a raging wildfire against the house of his own people, against the very center of your empty worship. Wake up. If only the people would listen. For Yahweh, he can only stand so much. He can only wait so long until he's forced to take justice and righteousness into his own hands. So again and again, the roar of Yahweh echoes through his prophet Amos. There is still time. Hate evil and love good. How? By proactively producing justice, by making justice valid in your city, by putting an end to the oppression, by vindicating the poor, and offering them salvation from the injustices that you have brought upon them. Maybe then, maybe then, Yahweh will be gracious to his people. Just wake up. If only the people would listen. Instead, they turn justice into poison, something that's supposed to be life-giving into something that takes life away. They turn the fruit of righteousness into a bitter-tasting herb, something that's supposed to be full of delight and joy at the mere taste of it into something that is repulsive and avoided at all costs. You see, Israel is stuck in its slumber. Bring about the day of the Lord. Israel shouts in its arrogance. Oh Lord, bring an end to our enemies and bring justice and salvation for your child Israel, whose side you are on. Bring about your light. They even thought they were beginning to taste the day of the Lord. I mean, everything seemed to be going right for them. The day of the Lord is upon us. They thought, indeed, the day of the Lord was upon them, but it was about to look vastly different than they could ever anticipate, and it was for all the wrong reasons. This was not a day of light for the allies of Yahweh, no. But this was about to be a day of darkness for the enemy of Yahweh, for Israel herself. If they did not wake up, and change their ways. They weren't going to receive the blessing of the covenant as they thought, but rather the covenant curse. For they have ruptured the covenant with Yahweh by oppressing his people. Amos bellows from the depths of his soul. It will be as if someone has fled from the mouth of a hungry lion, only to be met by the fierce claw of a raging bear at the moment of their escape. It will be as if someone finally arrives at home, their place of safety. And as they lean their weary hand upon the wall, it is bitten by the sharp fangs of a hissing snake. Woe to Israel, for this, this is a scene of darkness, not light. There's no brightness, no joy, no hope if they do not change their ways there's nothing but darkness and gloom distress and misery destruction and death israel thinks they're calling for god's justice and salvation for themselves when in a twisted ironic conclusion they're calling forth their own devastation and demise in their current condition. If only the people would listen. And here, here is the devastating blow for a people confident in their worship of Yahweh. Amos observes their zealous worship. He sees the people rushing to the shrines. He smells The offering's being offered. And he hears the melodies of their harps and their songs. And what's Yahweh's response through Amos? I hate, I despise your festivals, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the offerings of well-being of your fattened animals, I will not even look upon. Take away from me the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the melodies of your harps, for I am stomping on my ears. This cut straight to the core. Although Israel was worshiping in all the right formalities, their faithfulness to Yahweh, to his covenant, and to his people, it was a hoax and the result is a complete and total rejection of Israel's worship through and through. If only the people would listen. Amos petitions Israel once again, one more time, gathering up all of the pain within him as he looks around at the injustices happening at the palace, at the shrines, at the marketplace, and in the streets around him. And he reaches out towards the heart and the compassion of Yahweh for the poor and the oppressed. And he echoes forth the very cry upon which he stands. But let justice roll down like waters, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Vindicate the oppressed Offer them salvation from the injustices that you have imposed upon them. And please, for the love of Yahweh, protect them. Re-establish right order and right relationships among each other as Yahweh intended from the very beginning like a raging river in which the water is rolling and pounding over itself in wave after wave after wave, so your justice should be poured out with great rigor, with great velocity, never ceasing and never stopping. Let your righteousness be poured out like an ever-flowing stream that never ends and that never runs dry. Don't be like the wilderness wadis, which runs full only after the rain has come, to shortly after disappear and dissipate into a dry and desolate riverbed. No, this is to be continuous. This is to be your day-to-day holistic lifestyle as the people of Yahweh. Cleanse yourselves. Yes, cleanse yourselves now before it is too late. If only the people would listen. If only the people would listen, if only the people would listen then there would be justice in the courts, if only the people would listen, then there would be right order among social relationships, if only the people would listen, then there would be harmony among all of the people, regardless of their class and regardless of their origins. If only the people would listen, then the disparity in the divide between the rich and the poor would collapse, and the very wall that had been resurrected would come tumbling down, and they would all see each other as equal, beloved children of Yahweh. If only the people would listen, then and only then would justice roll down, like oceans upon oceans upon oceans of water, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream that never ends. If only the people would listen. For any time one of God's children, any time a particular people group is exploited and oppressed for someone else's self-gain, prosperity, Self-preservation, wealth, and greed. Anytime human trafficking exists in which people are sold into slavery so that others can indulge in a fast-paced, never-enough consumerist mentality. Anytime women are looked at as less than, are taken advantage of, and are raped for the gratification of men. Any time a nation or a particular race looks down upon others and maintains a position of superiority based off the color of their skin or based off their place of origin, any time any of this happens, the roar of Yahweh through his prophet Amos will forever ring true. This roar, this is the roar that calls us to wake up and repent. That calls us to use our money, our energy, our efforts, and our resources and our time to advocate for the poor and the vulnerable. That calls us to take off our blinders and push ourselves to engage in relationship with the people and hear the stories of the people who have been oppressed in countless different ways time and time and time and time again. That calls us to not let our doctrines and our belief and our worship elements and our worship services take precedence over the weightier matters of the law of love. That calls us to be a people of light and not of darkness. That calls us to proactively and consistently produce justice all of our days. This roar, this cry through Amos will forever ring true. And this is especially true for the people that profess to follow Yahweh. Wake up. If only we would listen.